And it's not about just, you know, solving for whatever kind of imbalances you have going on with the brain. It's about the, the, the entire human being, right? It's about your nutrition. It's about your water intake. It's about, you know, the, the uh, exercise and movement is just as important as, you know, maybe a supplement you need or the detox you got to go through. That was some insight from my guest today. Before we jump into our full conversation, let's take some questions from a few of our listeners. I'm having trouble sleeping. How do I know it's if it's anxiety, cortisol levels, or something else? If you're experiencing anxiety or you think your cortisol levels or something else might be wrong, I highly recommend Neurolabs. Neurolabs can be found by vendors who participate with Sonesco International, Great Plains Laboratories, or other laboratories throughout the world. As a vendor myself of both of those laboratories, these types of labs cost hundreds of dollars, not thousands of dollars, and are extremely helpful because they can evaluate all of your pre-brain blood barrier function, which is anything from the top of your neck all the way down to your gut. And with that, we know whatever is manufactured in the gut eventually makes it into your brain for the most part. And having these levels of what is being manufactured in your gut becomes critical. Lastly, you can get labs from an integrative healthcare professional, i.e. a medical doctor who studies functional medicine and gets sophisticated lab work that can give you a lot of the same answers. What are some tests to figure out what vitamins to take. Anytime anyone is not sure what to take, I highly recommend Neurolabs. Neurolabs can be found going on the websites of Great Plain Laboratories or Sonesco International. There are other vendors and websites where you can find different types of labs, but you need somebody who can provide the labs and give you the answers. So that way you are learning what vitamins would be best for you. This can commonly be achieved through blood work, but if you're going to get blood work, I would highly recommend an integrative medical doctor who can provide a script with more than just two vials of blood work, more like 12 to 14, that would highly investigate in a sophisticated manner all of your gut and brain function. Thanks to those of you who submitted questions to us on social media. Keep sending us questions at Dr. Buzz Mingen, and I'll keep answering them for you. Our guest tonight is Larry Salvatoriello. Larry is an amazing man, and he and I were first introduced by a very close colleague of mine named Dr. Angelo Calavita, who's an orthogonal specialist who works with the treatment of the neck and related types of functions. And Larry, who was a patient of Dr. Angelo Calavita, came to me um, literally as an inquiring man who has a very unique background. And Dr. Angelo Calavita thought that he and I would really create this very unique relationship because we had so many similarities and interests. And what I'd like to say about Larry is he's a man who wears many hats. He's a sought-after entrepreneur. He's also a life coach and a networking expert who has helped many people 
changed their lives through a self-awareness philosophy and holistic approach. He's the founder and president of Arcus Incorporated, which is a Salesforce consulting firm that specializes in helping organizations leverage the Salesforce platform through an agile and very calculated approach. Larry has spent decades absorbing as many modalities to wellness as possible, meticulously curating a holistic approach to awareness coaching and the spiritual arts. So you can all see that this guy already, based on his background, is very organic, very genuine, just has a very, very holistic side to everything that he does. He combines keen listening with emotional intelligence skills to awaken the human spirit to healthy living in mind, body, and soul. He is fully committed to the journey of finding the root causes of our human imbalances. And I give great credit to Larry for this effort because that is not the way the typical standard of care works in our country. Larry provides the support needed as individuals find their authentic voices, heal habits and patterns, and calm their freedom to create the lives of their dreams. So listen... When you hear this background and you hear these details, these absolutely wonderful accolades of Larry Salvatoriello's um, efforts, his motivations, his dreams, this is a really cool guy who's kind of vibing West Coast style, but he lives on the East Coast, and he's really working hard to do what's right. He's got a great spirit. He's got great energy. And I just want to thank Larry for, you know, literally cutting out the time of his very intense schedule to be a part of my podcast tonight. So thank you, Larry. So Larry provides the support needed as individuals find their authentic voices, heal habits and patterns, and claim their freedom to create the lives of their dreams. And with that being said... I want to bring on my paisan, my big cousin, Il Capo de Tutti Capi, Larry Salvatoriello. There wow, he is. You, you said it so perfectly. I love it. I love it. Larry, I got it. You know what? My mother's Italian, so I come from a half Italian heritage. And that name, Salvatoriello, couldn't be more Parmesan than if we were, like, making pizza right now. Like... Who's the, your dad's Italian. Is your mom Italian? Yes. Yes. Wow. My dad, my dad, my dad's a hundred percent. My, um, uh, my mother is uh, German, Irish, Welsh. Wow. You got, you're like fruit salad. You got a little bit of everything going on. <laughs> I, I don't even want to talk about what my ancestry thing says. <laughs> Watch out. You never know where you've come from, sir. Exactly. So, Larry, I, I have to say, because there's going to be a lot of people listening to this show, and and I say this sincerely. I know you're a super busy guy, and you're this really successful businessman, and you're this, I, I guess a good word that I could use to describe you is very organic, holistically driven person who's just got great purpose, man. I mean, you and I had a couple of very deep conversation and then I brought you on because I love the sincerity of where you're coming from and trying to help and heal people. I love the humility that you demonstrate in being a successful business person, but also, 
you know, coming in and on an angle that it, it's all about like just doing the right thing, like really trying to get people's lives in a very calibrated, very meaningful, very safe place. I mean, it's like people don't hear about that. You know, it's as we go into your story, when we hear business people, we think cunning, you know, quick, sharp, ruthless, you know, cutthroat. And that that is not you. Like you really have a very unique style about being a very successful business guy that kind of shifted gears. And in your heart, you were able to kind of bring that to the forefront to touch people and create, you know, some sort of kind of philosophy and methodology of kind of making, you know, and helping people just get on the right path. I mean, it's really a fascinating journey that you've been through. I, I mean, I, I kind of fell in love with it, be honest with you. Oh, well, thank you so much for those amazing words. I mean, you're going to make me like uh, get emotional here. Yeah, well, listen, that's how <laughs> uh, we roll because I'm an emotional guy. Yeah. But I mean that from my heart because, you know, we met through Angelo Calavita, you mm -hmm. know, another... <laughs> <laughs> Another one of our paisans, right? But, you know, Angelo is the same kind of guy, and he's going to be on our show in another, in another segment. But, you know, Angelo hit me with this, you know, email that said, hey, I got this guy that you two are, Buzz, you and Larry are just going to kick it off. And then when we, you and I first met, I'm thinking, this guy is really raw. He's really down, getting down to the science and to the, to the, the very, the, almost like the finer components of what makes a person who they are. And I, I find myself as being made of the, the same sediment. And uh -huh. when, when you and I connected the first time, I was thinking, wow, it's, you know, I was excited to see that there's other people out there like me who stand for the same principles, which is really about doing the right thing and looking for the precursor that kind of navigates us and understanding our spirit I mean, you really, you have a really great ideology to what your, what your efforts are, man. It's just, so, you know, I'd love for you to kind of navigate and let's go through your journey together because it's just not typical in my world. I deal with a lot of business people who are very strict and, and I don't want to say heartless, but they're just not tapping into the spiritual side of people and understanding okay their biology and their emotion and their upbringing. And you, you came from the business world and you, you had to have something in you that really, I don't know, did your parents just do a great job teaching you to be a, an amazing organically driven person? Or is this something that you kind of tapped into later in life that, you know, you understand people? You know, I think, uh, I think at the end of the day, uh, you know, it, it's all of my life experience that has, you know, led me to continue to evolve as a human being. Um, but I will say from the time I was a little kid, I, and maybe it's because being an only child, I don't know, like that, that I hear that a lot, you know, where people who are, you know, who don't have siblings uh, get to think a lot, right? right. So uh, they become very introspective around uh, themselves. Um but I found myself ve being uh, uh, very in tune to my emotions uh, at a yet very young age. And I, I just was unsure about them. I never really investigated too much, but I, but I think I started practicing a lot of self-awareness from, from an early childhood. Um, and my mother is, was, was very um, 
very much uh, supportive of me emotionally uh, early on. My dad was very, you know, more alpha male-ish in, in general. So uh, I related very much to her and, and, I, and, I, and I shared a lot of my emotions, but I just felt like from an early age on, I was just very in tune uh, to that. And I think that uh, what later, I mean, I guess this goes part to the story is later on when I, you know, got the opportunity to uh, meet um, Dr. Lowe and, and Dr. Colavita uh, and get, you know, worked on, I, you know, ADHD, I, I had this, you know, this uh, uh, mental, I guess you can say things didn't come to me easily. So I always yeah. had to work harder. And I think that made me practice self-awareness early on too, honestly. I think it ties very closely at the end of the day. Does so, that make sense? So for the listeners, what I want to share is, is that Larry, you know, is really involved in my wheelhouse, whereas we didn't ever met. But you, you had this very fortunate upbringing that kind of allowed you to connect and understand emotionally, you know, the connectivity of what people are feeling. And then somewhere along the line, you felt that you had these hurdles in front of you that were not allowing you, and if I'm saying this wrong, correct me, but they yeah. were not allowing you, these hurdles, to be able to get to what you thought maybe would be your potential or your, you know, wh where really what God gave you as gifts and you weren't able to exercise those fully. And as a result of that, you went to the Amen Clinic and you met very, very, very close colleague, friend of mine, Dr. Sandalyn Lowe, who's going to be on a <laughs> I just want to say to all listeners, this guy's going to be on a podcast sometime soon. So you all will have the very unique experience of, of, of spending time with Dr. Lowe. But, you know, but Dr. Lowe was able to investigate, assess and examine and understand really what was preventing you from being able to exercise all the gifts that God gave you so you could really reach your full potential? Is that is that kind of the right way of saying it? Yeah, as you're talking there, it, it definitely allowed me to kind of, I guess, uh, uh, be able to simplify this a little bit. Yeah. I think um, from an intellectual perspective, uh, I was, you know, I was not, I was in like extra reading classes and other stuff. And I, and I found things just didn't come to me simply. The concept of common sense just wasn't there. Uh, but being that in school uh, and being told that you had to do good in school, I always, you know, I had to keep working hard at that. On the flip side, being an athlete, um, that kept me in kind of the game of life and, and seeing my successes come a little more naturally to me. So I had kind of a balance of success with, sports and I was a pitcher. Um, and then on the flip side with the school, I had to work extra hard. So I, I guess seeing that I was successful pitching and being good in sports, it gave me some sense of, you know what, you know, you just got to put in maybe some effort, extra effort here on the, on the intellectual side, on the learning side, on whatever. And then as I got older and then when my baseball career came to a crashing halt in college, that's when I think things just kind of went poof, like it blew up on me. And Larry, um, where did you go to college? I went to the college of New Jersey, uh, Trenton yeah. state was so back in the day it was Trenton state. And now it's college of New Jersey and Correct. it's not an easy school to get into. And so you played baseball there. 
So, yeah, so I went in for baseball, and in the first year I was there, I was injured, and this ties into the neck uh, issues that uh, Dr. Colavita, I, I am so grateful for him and what he has fixed. Um, I, I never really saw the field in my first year. Like, right. I, I was just so injured, um, and it was deflating emotionally, spiritually, and I just I gave up. I really did. I, I gave up on it, uh, got through the rest of my college career, uh, uh, you know, getting by, uh, doing decent. I, you know, I still was able to get, you know, around a 3.0-ish kind of thing. I can't even remember what my grade point average, but it was okay. And uh, basically was able to get a job out of college. And But very quickly after I got a job and I was working, I had a nervous breakdown. And that led to the journey of what has catapulted to me to who I am today. At the right. End, at so, the so, so the listeners know, so there's this old saying called the nervous breakdown. So let me, and I recently did a, um, an Instagram post on this. So a nervous breakdown means is that the body and the brain have accumulated so much emotion that the body shuts down and it can either act out or, out, you know, externally or act out internally, but it no longer is capable of functioning to whatever the potential that God has potentially given you. And when it shuts down, you know, the manifestations of behavior can be anything from people acting out wildly to you know, on the opposite side, just not getting out of bed. And that idea of the nervous breakdown, it's interesting because I thought about this when I was doing a post recently. I thought, why did I get the words nervous breakdown? But nervous means a lot. It's about anxiety and overwhelming mm -hmm. feeling. And then it turns to depression. So the system, your anatomical system shuts down and then there's no capacity to function. So when you go through this shutdown, let's call it, right? Your whole system of emotion and anatomical function is done. It's tapping out. What happens to you? Are you feeling suicidal? Are you feeling depressed? Are you just down on yourself? Are you just, are you tapping out to the point where, hey, I'm, you know, I just don't know what to do. Are you reaching out to your parents? What, what happened when you were in that experience? The best way to describe it was obsessive compulsive. Um, so you're trying to control your environment by creating yeah. routines and rituals, right? Right. So I was able to get to work and work, and I did work effectively. Uh, but outside of work, I was a hot mess. And I was the opposite of being, uh, I guess you could say, a, a good obsessive compulsive of being like diligent and on time and all that stuff. Yeah. I was the opposite where I was obsessive compulsive about bad things happening to me. Mm. So now it was in my head. And uh, it just was, it was really bad. So the next thing you know, I'm, other than working, I'm being socially unavailable. Uh, I'm completely out of shape. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm eating horrible foods. And, you know, as I've learned over the years now, all that stuff just added to just things not working right. And I, and I basically was staying in my room and uh, uh, running up credit card debts and just not, you know, living life. And it just came to a, a just a, like a moment of an about face. I was, yeah. And I, and I, and I couldn't, I couldn't function. It was the day that I couldn't go to work. So, so it's important for everyone to understand. So when the body is so stressed out and there's this overwhelming effect, 
and the body has no answers. So your cortisol levels shoot through the roof. So that creates really ridiculous high levels of stress. Your thinking then shuts down because cortisol takes over thinking. Your body then goes into tap out mode, which means it really doesn't know what to do to calibrate itself to function anymore. So sadly for you, uh, Larry, in your situation, you really didn't, your body and your brain really wasn't able to calculate options at that point. Like, hey, what are my alternatives? It was just literally in shutdown mode. Like, what, what, what does that look like? When you're in your room, are you under your covers sleeping 12 hours a day? Are you going for lunch? Are you stopped socializing with your friends? What, what, what does that presentation look like? Yeah, I think it turns to addiction to things like sugar, you know, stimulants, yeah. Um, you know, sugar, uh, video games, um, hoarding, yeah. you know, concepts of, uh, you know, right. I always remember that was the time when, um, uh, you know, the whole music was going online and everything. I was like, how many songs can I download, you know, uh, at, at that time? So it was like, I was very just focused on things that were giving me levels of dopamine releases to keep me right. relatively excited in that way. But at yeah. the same time, I was just treating my body like absolute garbage. You know, it's interesting because one of the things that you and I both stand for is the idea of investigating the precursor to what causes this type of madness, right? Because mm -hmm. in New Jersey's system of care, now I work all over the country, so half of my week is in L.A., um, and I would tell you L.A. is a little bit more advanced in the integrative um in the integrative care for, for bodily function and behavioral health, but it's still not the most popular. So if so, if someone saw you in the typical system of care, they would say, oh, so Larry right now is suffering some form of anxiety or depression. So the immediate recommendation would be an SSRI for your anxiety and a mood stabilizer for your depression. So did you see anybody during those times? Did you go to, before you went to the Amy Clinic, did you go to anybody to see what they thought might be wrong? Yeah, so uh, I got introduced to a therapist who was not able to prescribe medicine, um, but had me then go to my medical doctor to get a prescription. And the recommendation was to go on Paxil, which is what I did. Right. Um, and I will tell you, I mean, when you hit rock bottom and you now have this, you know, this drug that you're going to take, when it, when it happens, you know, and you see the effects of what it did, Oh my God, it was a lifesaver for me at right. that moment. Right. It was, it was a last grasp of, of hope, which, you know, I'm, I'm all for, uh, intervening into something when when there's there's no other choice, right? And I think that's kind of motivated me in the sense of why I want to get people to to realize, like, listen, you got to have self awareness when you have these issues. You can you don't have to have what happened to me when I was 21 years old, right? You know, uh, you don't. You 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 can be in a position where you can start to work on stuff, which is really foundational health. Uh, right, which is just like sleeping well and drinking water and just like the yeah, basic structuring stuff. yourself, being on a schedule, etc. Yeah, just you know, just basic simple things. It's it's not uh, it's not anything uh, crazy. Uh, you can put yourself in a position to handle the, handle the the stressors that come at you at a day to day basis. And you know that Paxil, um, you know, got me going. It was and was good, 
Um, but then I also was having neck issues and, and stuff like that. So then I went to another doctor and they had no answers for me. They put me to a pain management specialist, right? So I, you know, I went to Rutgers for pain management. Next thing you know, I'm getting, you know, uh, uh, injections in my neck, facet joint injections, as they called wow. it. Um, you know, I'd go in for a day of, uh, uh, you know, outpatient. So I'd take a day off of work. They'd go in, they would inject my neck. And then, you know, it, it just was, it was just not, uh, something didn't sit right later on, which led me to where I am today. But, you know, I, I was just getting instant fixes or band-aids being given to me. Yeah. So it was basically symptoms and medication or symptoms and treatment is really, that's the cause and effect. So in, so the listeners know this is called the if and then effect. If I have this, then I need that. And, and in the world of integrative health, we go deeper than that. If mm-hmm. I have this, we don't look for it, then I need that. It's if I have this, let's find out why the if is there. You know, so, and then we dig deeper and we have all these investigative tools. So before we go into how you figured out the if and then, you were, you know, identifiably understanding that you had some sort of injury to the neck and the neck treatment was initially um, attempted to be healed with neck injections. What Did you see a chiropractor? Did you see um, PT? Like, who were you going to initially? You don't have to use a name, but what type of treatment were you getting for the neck in general? It, I went to a pain, I literally went to a pain management specialist. Yeah, and we see those uh, centers. So, you know, sometimes we'll see them at, different complexes it'll say pain management you know center or something most people don't know what that means yeah and it i i would i would say that um it's it is ways to try to give people something in my opinion who uh there's really no answer for what could be really going on you know what i mean and i i had this happen to me and i was kind of i just was blindly accepting at that time um, what was being told to me. Yeah. And that's when I, it's funny, I had a moment uh, where I was with my wife's uncle and I brought up that I was getting these injections and other stuff. And he said to me, man, he's like, how old are you now? And I was, you know, I was in my twenties and he's like, hate to see you when you're like 65 <laughs> right like right. you're gonna be right in a wheelchair and i got so upset with him i was like how dare you say that no way i'm gonna do this like all of a sudden the identity of who i wanted to be yeah i realized i wasn't that yeah. and and i think because again i i feel like me even from an early age just intuitively thought about my thoughts Right. So I realized I reacted this way to him and I'm like, whoa, you got angry. Yeah. What's going on? You know, and it was that moment in time, that moment in time that led me start to investigate other avenues, other ways. And um, 
you know, I, I am so grateful for that, uh, for those comments, you know, yeah. it's like most people would just keep that in their head and not say like, man, I can't believe it. Wait till he's 65 years old. He's going to be a mess. No, like they said it verbally, you know, uncle Mikey, thank God, you know, uh, thank God for him. Um, that just led me to, to take uh, the next step of investigating. So it's interesting because a lot of people may start finding themselves self-medicating or just sticking to the routines that are habitually in a vicious cycle where it really doesn't gain any efficacy in building strength in the treatment. It's, it's almost like Einstein's theory of psychosis, which is doing the same thing over and over and expecting mm-hmm. a different outcome. Yeah. But you, I, I mean, you're bright. So, you know, we know you're smart. And I'm not saying the people that are not as bright suffer as a result but in your very kind of investigative mind you were looking for what's the next type of treatment what are my options what are my alternatives and how did you end up either stumbling on or finding the aiming clinic because that was your next step right so interestingly enough no uh the aiming clinic wasn't my next step there was a long time in between me actually getting to dr Lowe and the aiming clinic all right so it wasn't my first introduction what were those things that you did in between yeah so i'm going to summarize it as fast as i possibly can because there's a lot to it but bottom line was um after i was on paxil and i had this kind of moment where i was I was feeling pretty good. I did want to get off the medication. So I I started that kind of journey into how can I get off of it? And that led me to um, just just investigating different avenues, which got me into chiropractic care. Yeah. Right. Um, So I got introduced to a chiropractor um, and the chiropractor then introduced me to uh, a holistic life science kind of coach person who I'm still really good friends with today. Uh, he then started int- giving me books, like started saying, hey, you know, they, he actually asked me about organic food. And, I, and it's funny, we laughed about this recently. I didn't even know what the word organic meant at the time. I had no clue. This was a long time ago. Um, so he's like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of stuff that you should start doing and just start investigating and learn for yourself because you got you to gotta figure it out on your own. Um, that happened. And then I had navigated, I worked for Bloomberg for eight years, um, left there, went to go work for uh, City Citigroup and then Smith Barney. And while I was at Smith Barney, I had kind of this second revelation of life, which was I'm sitting there, I'm exhausted. I'm still trying to figure stuff out. I got the wife, I got children, I got the house, I got two cars. I have the American dream. Yeah. And I can't say that I'm happy. Right. And you have a lot of kids, right? Well, now, yeah. At the time, I only had uh, one, and a, one and a half at the time. I, was, I, was not, I don't even think Ryan was even born yet uh, right. when this happened. But, um, but yeah, I have four now. Yeah, you're but, busy. <laughs> yes, very much so. Um, so I had this moment. And in that moment, that got me thinking about my career change. So as much as I started investigating my health, I started investigating my career. When I invested in my career... Uh, that got the idea of starting uh, a company. And when I started the company, it made sense just from a relationships person. It was my two business partners like, you should do the sales. And I started investigating because I never sold anything in my life. Uh, all the best salespeople I ever met said, you need to stay motivated. So you need to read Tony Robbins and listen to his stuff. And I picked up the Tony Robbins stuff and 
it was like crack cocaine to me, like self-help. I started seeing things I was questioning forever and they were giving me answers and it was like-mindedness and it was all this stuff. So I started going into this space and in the process, I read Dr. Amen's book. So I use this, I have a term and I made up the term myself. So, but I, the, the term that I use is called perception shaping, perception shaping. So did it shape your perception the way you see things? Like you were mm-hmm. now able to kind of look at the same exact content or, you know, the horizon and just kind of take the information in. It was different. Is that kind of what? Yes. Wow. That's, that's amazing. Yeah. It, 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 the big thing was I started to realize that uh, you don't just blindly listen. You know, one of the core principles that I always like to tell everyone is like education is not about just listening to someone telling you something and just taking it as work, right? You know, Einstein said too, if you can't explain something simply enough, you don't know it well enough, right? <laughs> right, right. And, and so it's the fact that I don't have the common sense because of the ADHD stuff going on right. in, my, in my brain, right? I always had to break it down simply. So for me, I when I realized that there were certain aspects of my life that I shouldn't just take narrative from someone else, I'm like, oh man, you know? So it was like career and health. You don't go to a doctor to the doctor tell you how to be healthy for you. Right. Right. You, your body gives you everything you need. And so though I don't know, I didn't know then what I know now, obviously, and, you know, much more evolved and, and educated from it all. But at that time, it made me question. And I had the, the discipline and the want and will to investigate it and go further. And I always say that it's that impossibility walls that we face all the time in life. Right. It's those moments in time where we have a choice. Right. Right. We have a choice to, you know, uh, turn it from uh, a can't to a will. Yeah. Right. So you're the possibility you either accept it as a can't and now that's kind of victim ish in nature, which kind of makes you give up, which yeah. I could have done on multiple occasions, or you can turn it into a will and tap into your willpower. Yeah. Right. And then that will leads to just investigation and taking steps to get there. And I did that at that moment and it was all organic, you know, everything was happening at different stages. And it, Dr. Amon's book, you know, Change Your Brain, Change Your Life, like it, hearing about the spec scans, all that stuff, just, it all made a lot of sense to me at the time. But your parents um, must have done a really good job raising you because they created a certain level of tenacity, you know, with your effort and your energy to not give up. I mean, not everyone has that. I mean, would you, do you think your parents are responsible for your, 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 your energy into not, just settle for, hey, I'm just not right. This is how I am, and I'm going to have to settle for less. I mean, you really went to the next several miles to get yourself figured out and, I don't know, straightened out and kind of beat the odds in a sense. Yeah, I, you know, yes, that is true. I, w- I will say, though, you know, a lot of people do things out of spite. Oh, that's a you good know? one. And I, think, and I think when I was a kid... Uh, you know, I'd always wanted to be a doctor. Yeah. Like I always told my parents, I was like, I want to go to Princeton and I want to be a doctor. Like, you know, and they say that ties back. Like, yeah, what you have as a child, when you speak, like a lot has to do with where you should be in your future. But when I was in reading classes and I had to read a page in a book and I couldn't comprehend it without reading it five times, I thought I was stupid. Right. Right. And I think by playing sports and, and actually being successful there, 
I witnessed success. I witnessed, and I was like, I'm not all damaged goods. Yeah. You know? And so now I was like, well, wait a second. If I'm good there, I could be good elsewhere. So, you know, I'm going to show everybody. Yeah. I'm going to do this. That's, and, that's and I special. Think that, yeah. And I think that mentality stuck with me. Um, and, and I think that my environment, both my parents and just people around me in general, just, you know, people that I interact with, ones who told me I couldn't and the ones who told me I can I think fed that fire, um, and and it and it just led me to keep searching, um, you know. And I, and I think I think also too, I, I've always had since I was a kid this like this always this question of what's what's the point of all of this, right? So I think there was a uh, an interest in in self-awareness, the internal side of things. And as I started investigating the internal side, I realized how much of an impact it has on the external of the world. And, you know, you started to see a really cool balance start to happen over time. So I love the fact that you picked up Eamon's book because I, Daniel's a very close colleague of mine and mentor, and he's brilliant. And what I love about Daniel's information, particularly what he puts in his um, content of his books is really about the truth. You know, he goes deeper into this is really what you should be thinking about. And this is the process that you really should try to investigate. Our typical standard of care doesn't really get that deep and it really doesn't feel at least Mm -hmm. to me, and I'm not trying to put it down completely, but it doesn't feel that genuine. Whereas Daniel model at the Amen Clinics is very, very genuine. It's very holistic. And with his approach, which is really a very organic, holistic approach, it almost simplifies the process of figuring out what the heck is wrong with, you know, the situation here. So when you read his book somewhere in your, in your, you know, your developmental path, were you saying, wow, I, this is what I need? Like, what inspired you to follow through with uh, the Amen Clinics and uh, system of investigation? So the book plus many other things I started reading about the brain, because I've always was very interested in the brain aspect, yeah. uh, I, just from a spiritual, mental, emotional, I just always kind of felt like it was living up there. Plus you so wanted to I be studied, a doctor. Plus you wanted to be a right. doctor. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I just studied as much as I can about all about a lot of psychology stuff or spirituality stuff. So it was, whether it was like Deepak Chopra, whether it was, you know, uh, Dr. Amen, um, starting investigating things like, uh, cranial sacral therapy, um, you know, things like that, like started to just dive into areas. And I think at the time I wasn't ready for the aiming clinic, right? There, there wasn't that moment for me to say, I, I need to go. Right. So what I, so what started happening was I was I was making lifestyle changes. I was doing all the things leading up to the Amen evaluation that right. would have been prescribed to me when I was done, right? And that, and that was part of what Dr. Dr. Lowe said to me, right? Like the holistic approach, the beauty of of Dr. Amen's approach is that he connects with you. He treats every patient uh, you know, with individual care based on who they are. Right. And what's awesome is he has a science to back it up to say, here's why you can't just look at someone with ADD symptoms and just give them Adderall. Like yeah. it's, that's, that's, you're, you're 
don't do that. Like that's yeah, not one, smart. One size doesn't fit all. That's the bottom right. line. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's not about just, you know, solving for whatever kind of imbalances you have going on with the brain. It's about the 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 entire human being. Yeah. Right. It's about your nutrition. It's about your water intake. It's about, you know, the the uh, exercise and movement is yeah. just as important as, you know, maybe a supplement you need or the detox you got to go through. Right. Or maybe you need to even be on medicine. Yeah. You know, if you don't have those other factors taking in, the medicine's only going to get you so far to begin with anyway. So you know? without without knowing this part, <coughs> I and I and Dr. Lowe, who is such a dear and I, I'm, I'm going to say probably my best friend if i had to pick all the friends in my world he's probably my number one best friend but i i respect him as a fellow clinician so when you get your spect image and just so people understand what the spect image is so we use a radioactive tracer goes through your body travels through your brain we look through all the regions of your brain and it can describe or identify the amount of blood flow that is potentially um, functioning through all regions of your brain. So you either have too little blood flow in any other regions or all the regions of your brain called hypoperfusion. You could have the adequate blood flow that goes through your brain, or you could have too much, which is hyperperfusion. So my guess is with you without knowing this is that based on your story that you had a hypoperfusion in your cerebellum, which is where your spine attaches to your brain. And that is really where the greatest amount of blood flow should be. So where your neck connects to your brain is almost like I call it the gas tank to a car. So as much as there's gas in the engine, the, the most plentiful area that should shed the most blood flow or the most gas, if it was a car, would be in the gas tank. So in your cerebellum were you not showing adequate blood flow to that area because if you don't have enough blood flow in your cerebellum you're not going to have enough blood flow then circulating to your prefrontal cortex which would then explain why you had adhd symptomatology so was low identifying that hey man there's this lack of blood flow and we got to go kind of deeper and figure this out like what's going on Oh, so can you hear me? Yep. Now? Yep. Oh, yeah. sorry about that. You know it's what? All I good. Think airpods started not to work. So were, they, were, were you? Was there a? Was it identified that there was definitely a deficiency in that cerebellum area? So here's the interesting part. So the answer is yes, and I would have to go back exactly to the uh, full levels of it. Uh, uh, the rest versus versus not. Right. But interesting enough, because of COVID. I wasn't able to get my spec scan oh. until the summertime when I initially went through all the other, in, you know, intake process. Dr. Lowe, based on my history and all the other things, immediately said, you need to go to an Atlas specialist. Like, right off the bat, whatever's going on yeah. and impacting the blood flow to the different areas, yeah. which definitely, is, you know, cerebellum and and whatnot was impact, 
he's like, you need to go get checked out. Like that needs to go be number one thing. And then we'll validate all that during the spec scan when we, when we get there in a short time. So that was like amazing. Paramount. That was right off the bat. Right off the bat. Cause he, cause it's funny. Dr. Aaron says, what is it? You got to ask 10 times before someone admits to a, a traumatic <laughs> yeah. brain injury. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I think that's the, that's the, the way I was able to identify one. Yeah. And then I actually was able to identify a second when I went through the brain health coaching certification program, because he mentioned it. He's like, I had someone who was hit with a baseball bat and it took them the 10th time to be mentioned that they got hit. And then all of a sudden, like, yeah, like, it all, it all came to fruition. Bat. Right. You're like, Oh like, my God. <laughs> yeah. Um, so let me explain to the listeners. So you have to think of the neck as the pathway to the brain. And I'm using these descriptions generically because most people don't understand the anatomy of the neck, the spine, the spinal cord, the cerebellum, and all the regions of the brain. But imagine the neck is almost like a, it's almost like the Lincoln Tunnel to New York City. So you have the incoming lane and the outgoing lane. So when the atlas, which is the top bone of the neck, is off kilter so it's off center or it's tilted or it's not properly aligned it basically cuts off the blood flow of the incoming lane going to new york city so the arteries that and the blood flow that's going into the brain it's like taking a hose and bending it in half and it restricts the blood flow to the brain the outcoming or the outgoing flow is the cranial cervical fluid. So from your brain, every night your brain has to detox so it gets rid of cranial cervical fluid. And that outgoing path, which is like the left lane of the Lincoln Tunnel, where the cars are now leaving New York to go to New Jersey, that area there where the cranial cervical fluid would be flowing out of the brain to detox each day or each night is not capable of detoxing. So the fluid is not releasing from the brain, so it's stored in the brain, has no way out. So that process or that dysfunction is called pulling, not pulling like you're pulling a rope, P-O-O-L-I-N-G, pulling. And the pulling is like a, the best way to describe it would be like a fish tank that you never change the water or a, a pond that has no outlet to release the stagnant water that's in the pond so it can replenish itself. So the pulling is toxicity and it stays in the brain. And it's all because of this two and a half ounce bone that's on the top of the spine that gets just kind of off kilter. It just gets uncalibrated or out of alignment. And it's yeah. interesting because patients who I send to a couple different doctors in the country who do this. My two that I really send the most is Angelo Calavita and Scott Bender. Angelo's out of New Jersey. Scott's out of Stanford, Connecticut. Two very close friends and colleagues of mine. And I rely on these guys because they are not cranking the neck like a typical chiropractor. And I'm not bashing the chiropractic world. It's just a different science for a very specific syndrome. But cranial cervical fluid, which is what Dr. Lowe immediately thought that you had, where this atlas was like taking these two areas of blood flow, or I'm sorry, the one area of blood flow and the one area of release of cranial cervical fluid were literally being insulted because of this bone, the atlas, 
being out of alignment and cranking the neck could have insulted the neck even more. What we really look to do is find people who specialize in cranial, you know, cervical syndromes and atlas treatment. And what, which two of these doctors did you end up seeing based on Dr. Lowe's uh, recommendation? Uh, so, uh, Dr. Colavita, um, I, I went to, and, uh, you know, he, I had been to chiropractic before, so I was very interested in hearing, you know, what this is all about. Uh, I did a little research outside, you know, I, you know, was planning to go, go forward. But then I, when I started doing some research, I was like, wow, like, you know, wait a second. Like he took care of Michael Strahan. Like he right. swore she- that. Yeah. His career was extended as I'm like, what? Yeah. Atlas. Yeah, this guy's badass. That's the bottom yeah. line. <laughs> you know, and I'm like, what is all this? So I so I went and I saw him and um he did a quick evaluation and he's like, Yeah, he's like, You're you're definitely a candidate uh uh for it. And then when I moved forward with the treatment, um it was I'd have to go look for the specific amount of centimeters, but I was off in eleven and nine in two Wow. It was nuts. He was like, yeah, yeah was, I didn't know it was that bad. Yeah, he's like, your uh, neck is not for real, man. You're in like a science yeah. fiction movie. Your uh, neck is off alignment by three miles, and this is why you're not doing well. Yeah, and then uh, he did this procedure that uh, I barely felt, and uh, the next thing you know, I felt blood, you know, this rush of blood flow to my head, and, and all of a sudden I just... I said to him, like, my head doesn't feel heavy anymore. I was like, I stand up. I could, what? I'm like, what just, what did you do? Like, yeah, hey. yeah. I got to tell you, I've said many patients, oh, even yeah. my own children, a couple of them have had, I have three boys, two girls, but um, all three of my sons who played tackle football had cranial cervical syndrome. And when they, when, when the doctor, Taps that button. They So they put this little pin right under your earlobe and you're laying on your side. It's very strategic. And they use this orthogonal machine. And when he steps on the button, you don't feel the, you don't feel the, the, the impact of this machine that vibrates that bone right back into place. And everyone who I've ever taken for this type of treatment, in the moment of that bone getting adjusted which you don't feel am i right i would just say if you feel like a high pressure air just hits that's it and they all feel the same thing and even jim mcmahon who was a super bowl champion quarterback for the bears and then went to the eagles said it immediately feels like someone's flushing the toilet and getting rid of whatever's in your brain and getting it out of there i could tell you one of my celebrities who i've taken there just recently um she said it felt I could feel the heat leaving my head, and I never thought of it that way. The heat, where it's leaving my my brain and going through my body, and she started to cry and get upset because she didn't know what was happening to her. But it was all that pulling, which is the fish tank that has all the stagnant water that's just sitting there, that is causing all kinds of crazy symptomatology. That so many psychiatrists would have given medication for. A chiropractor would have adjusted your neck the wrong way. And I'm not trying to make them sound irresponsible. It's just the wrong practice of treatment. And then you get this orthogonal specialist who taps on a button and bam, 
adjust that bone. And that quick, the hoses on both sides of your neck are now relieved of their tension. So you have, you know, kind of current going through both hoses of cranial cervical fluid and blood flow. And it just alleviates all this, which means now people like you, Larry, get, you know, the accurate blood flow to your cerebellum, which then leads to your prefrontal cortex. And it just frees you of all this crazy, very upsetting overwhelming symptomatology that could just set you back. Think about how many homeless people, Larry, are out on the street who just tripped, fell. They were drunk one night. I mean, I can't even tell you how many people I've sent to Scott Bender and Angelo Calavita. They're just two of the doctors I use. I also use a couple of doctors out in LA who specialize, and there's not a lot of these guys. But I, I can tell you out in LA, I've had a number of people I've sent where they didn't even know that they were insulted in their neck because they were drunk or inebriated or under the influence when they <laughs> when they got injured. And they're like, I never hurt my neck. Had no idea. And it was not even yesterday. It was 25 years ago. And then meanwhile, they've been to multiple clinics, residential programs on Abilify and in Cymbalta and you know, Zyprexa because they have psychiatric symptoms. And meanwhile, the illness is all about this little bastard of a two and a half ounce bone in your neck that just won't cooperate and you know to to kind of circle it all i mean to bring it all together when you look at why i went to the aiming clinic yeah i listened to a podcast with dave asprey and dr amen yeah and dave asprey talked about his experience right so he's mr biohacker right um, doing all this stuff, trying all these new age things and, and getting healthy and all this stuff. And Dr. Amon said, come in and have a scan. So he does the scan. And I believe Dr. Amon said, if he didn't know any better, he would have thought Asprey was a homeless person living under an overpass. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And Dave was like, yeah, he couldn't believe it. You know, he felt run down. And it was that moment where I said, Whoa, I have been on this holistic journey for nine plus years. Right. You know, I, I wake up, I do Wim Hof, I meditate, I do cranial sacral, you know, introduced to yoga, you know, functional movement, check practitioner type, type work, you know, good work. Like I'm doing it all. I'm like, I should be levitating when I wake up. <laughs> you know, I give you a lot of credit, Larry, because I, I hope everyone appreciates this who hears this podcast, because what Larry is demonstrating is the most responsible regiment of tools that could be out, literally proposed to the market of, if you want to get your brain right, these are all the things you do. Breathing exercises, stretching exercises. I mean, everything going back to 2,000 years ago, on the mountain in China of just trying to get your body to be calibrated and to feel mindfulness. And you could not get it lined up to cooperate with itself. I mean, it, it really took you a lot of searching and investigation. I mean, this is hundred percent. I give you a lot I, of credit, man. You never gave up. I, I appreciate that. And like I said, it, it was always a searching. It was always my want to, to do things out of spite you know, and, 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 and achieve and to just prove it to everyone else, even though, you know, I, I, 
felt like I was being told I couldn't. But I had this moment, right? Like, if I look back, I would have been on, I would have been getting injections. I didn't mention this, but I my triglycerides were over 700. Wow. Get Paxil. They put me on triglycerides. Wow. I haven't been on triglyceride medicine in almost 10 years. That's amazing. Um, right? So they told me I was going to be on medicine for the rest of my life for that. The Paxil would have been my anxiety. Then I'm dealing with the pain of the neck, which I'm getting facet joint injections, but I'm also taking 1,200 milligrams of Advil at a clip probably four or five times a week. Wow. Right? So I'm, I'm just like pounding what I, in my mind, started saying, it's just vitamin I, you know, it's okay. The ibuprofen's not that bad. Tylenol's what's bad on, on everything, you know? I'm just telling myself this because I had no other solutions. Listen, and not only that, all this stuff's going to go to your brain and it's just going to add to the toxicity that's in your brain. It's going to increase the pulling. Oh, and, I, and I'm still, you know, sorting through the leaky gut that was right. created from all that, right? <laughs> right. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm thinking to myself, man, if I just, if I would have just kept the course, yeah, who knows where I'd be right now? Yeah, you'd be a hot mess, man. You know, and when I went and I had this, this done and I had this procedure, my biggest example of, I just couldn't believe I was mind blown was the first time he told me that I could run. Whenever I would run, I would get pain up in this part of my neck yeah. shooting here from the pounding of the ground. So from the neck to the temporal lobe, right over the yeah. ear to the uh, side the of the forehead. Side. Yeah, and, and I chalked it up to I got scar tissue from pitching all the years and this, that, and that. Like, that's what I'm thinking. And, and listen, for less listeners, the, the left temporal lobe is what when we when we do the spectrum and we see a lack of blood flow or hypo, which is lack of blood flow or hyper, too much blood flow to that area is where we diagnose mood disorders and other things like dementia, seizures, et cetera. So you can imagine that Larry is in really bad shape when this is what he's experiencing. And, you know, it's amazing, Larry, that you still were able to be mindful enough and responsible enough to somehow carve out enough discipline and energy to investigate what else can you do? I mean, the majority of the world either bags it and says, I, you know what, I'm done. And then they take up all kinds of crazy bad habits where they rely on all kinds of anecdotal medicine that's going to treat symptoms, but ultimately not fix the problem and could either get uh, you know addicted to the medicine they're on or just be more handicapped because they're just delaying the recovery of the insult. But, you know, it's it's fascinating. I just give your, listen, you know, I give your parents a lot of credit. I give you a lot of credit for just your tenacity of plugging away because just a lot of people don't have that, man. They just don't have the chutzpah to just keep grinding and just like, hey, man, I'm not stopping until I figure this out. And I, knowing Daniel Amen as well as I do, I, your story, when he hears this podcast, is going to be very proud because this is a really, really good story. My next question is, how has this, how has this changed you occupationally, familially, and like physically? Are, are you a different guy? Are you, you know, are you different with your job and with your family? I know you, you know, have just taken a couple other 
different types of directions with your career and stuff? Like, how's this impacted you long term? Yeah, you know, I one of the big things I learned this year was I need to live into my answers. Um, but when COVID hit, and it was kind of simultaneous with me making that decision, because COVID wasn't a dependent thing with going to the aiming clinic and having that done. Um, I think what I witnessed with it, and then also having others in my network of people telling me that, you know, I need to get some of my messages out there. Yeah. And I actually had a good, you know, a friend of mine, um, you know, he became my first paying, I guess, client, I guess you can say from a life coaching perspective. And yeah. he's like, I'm writing this check to you because you need to realize that you have something to offer out there. And I, and I want to see you go after it. Wow. You know, and you selling what you're doing, uh, you know, figure it out, you know? And so at that moment when COVID hit, and I saw what was going on in the world and what was happening with people and especially the mental impact of it and the emotional. Yeah. I was like, you know, I, I'm, I'm being selfish, you know, and I'm living in my fear of what is the world going to think of me if I share my stuff. Right. And so that then led me to say, you know what, I got to start getting it out there. Yeah. And that, and then in the aim and, Thing. Dr. Lowe's like, there we have a brain health coach certification. Why don't you consider it? Boom. You know, and I Done. got um I went and started, I got a meditation. Sorry, I've been meditating for 10 years. So I got a meditation certification. Wow. Um, so I did that. Uh, I've been posting, I've been, you know, connecting with as many people as possible, talking to space. And now I'm actually in the process of getting my uh HLC one, which is holistic lifestyles yeah. coach tech institute. Good um, for you. And, and Paul and Dr. Aim, Paul Jack and Dr. Amen are two definite people I look up to as far as really, I think, get it from a um, just how we should treat ourselves from a wellness perspective. And so I'm like, why not learn from both of them and get certified under them? So agree. So listen, Larry, if anyone ever wanted to access your support, your services as a, you know, a brain health coach or life coach or you know, any of your, you know, unique tools of integrative health, how would they reach you? What, do you have an email? Do you have a website? Uh, I do. I have, well, I have an Instagram account. Feel free to reach out there or on LinkedIn. So those are social I media. I follow you on that, man. It's great. So get hit, hit us with that real quick. Go ahead. Um, so it's Larry Salvatore L. It's my name. Um, and then I, my email address is Larry.SalvatoreL at gmail.com so let me uh, just tell you all who are not italian how to spell that s-a-l-v-a-t-o-r-i-e-l-l-o that is that is like no joke that last name man but it's it's great it is i know and I, I, listen i'm recommending larry larry has just got the most amazing story i appreciate your honesty and your sincerity and your you your humility i mean you're 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 awesome, man. I just, I appreciate Angelo introducing us. Yeah. He's, you know, we're, we're all good people, just all trying to do the right thing. And thank you for your testimony, man. It's just a great, great, great journey that you've been on. And I think you have so many people that you can help. And your experience is just such value to anybody who is under your supervision. So we appreciate you. Well, thank you. The feeling is mutual with you. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, I'm honored that you had me on here. Yes, uh, sir. To connect with you here, and uh, I, I mean, I look forward to connecting more and helping whoever, whoever, whoever needs it. You know, that's that's my that's my thing. 
Um, but yeah, Angelo said, no, 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 you, I, I need you to, you know, Dr. Buzz? I was like, no. And then he's like, oh, you two need to connect. <laughs> it was he's done. Like, it was love at first sight, my man. <laughs> listen, Larry, thank you, sir. And, and and listen, all listeners, this guy is a valuable resource. Please use him because he will help you through this journey of getting things right. Appreciate you, Larry. Appreciate you. Thank you.